everybody welcome back when last we met i'll just try to remember everything that's gone down peter and tabitha had a run-in with one nancy alcott and her assistant redmond you don't know his first name i don't think you found out redmond's first name and you the, have the a most beautiful very interaction I think I've ever heard very lovely interaction it was the example of fake names going very badly very quickly <laughs> it was it was great you discussed what to do next you discussed what you had found and also you told evangeline that you had met someone called nancy Alcott, who she had some sort of connection with in the past somebody she, evangeline had worked with uh, during the war you had also gone to the museum, I believe, uh, the McCulloch Collection, to go and have a look at what this place had in store. You had to find out a bit more about it. There you met, I believe, Evangeline met Caitlin Kelly, who is a reporter um, who is writing about the McCulloch Collection um, and seemed to have a lot of opinions about ownership and how these things shouldn't really be on display in the UK and should be given back to where they where they came from. And you she also said that she was going to have a conversation with uh, various members of staff. She'd already had a chat with a couple of the caretakers and she was going to have another chat with a tour guide as well later on. You then went off to have a look a bit more at the McCulloch Collection, uh, going up to the uh, top floor where you found the King's uh, the the king's hoard, king's treasure, um, which is a display of the uh, piles and piles of gold and jewels and um, everything that has just everything seems to be connected to this great hoard of gold. And just as you arrive there, having a look, at, I remember as well when you were talking to Caitlin Kelly. Caitlin uh, had drawn sketches of people in the McCulloch collection, and one of the people that she'd drawn a picture of looked a lot like Stephen Donnelly. Um, and you surmise it was probably David Donnelly, his cousin, and the person who you also had a guess might have given David Donnelly the job of breaking into the MacArthur collection, a strange looking man with raggedy hair and sort of slightly tattered clothes and with an odd look to him. And you had just gone upstairs to look at the um, the King's treasure and then you were met by the curator, Mr. Eric Boyd. As he looked into it, and just where we left off, Peter had used his use it all the time, and I can't remember the name of the move now. Um, mental dominion, yes, the mental dominion yes, on Eric Boyer to see if he would be dominated by you since it only works on humans. Uh, a lot of your opinion, a lot of your theories going around the idea of this creature potentially not being human but appearing human, perhaps. And as you say this to um, Eric, or you asked for a little bit longer to look at the treasure since you were starting to close the exhibit to people for people looking at it. He had suggested that you could have a few more minutes to look, and that's where we pick up. You're all on the top floor of the McCulloch collection. The sounds of people on the lower floors echo up around you in this sort of white, 
white marble space, a very fine looking building. Looks like it could have potentially been a hospital or university at some point. It looks very grand um, and now has a different use as a public place. And Eric Boyd stands in front of you. He is a very neatly dressed man with a middle parting in his hair. And um, as he looks at you, he smiles and he gestures towards the collection saying, please, if you want to have a, a few more minutes, feel free. I'm sure it won't do any harm. We are closing soon, but you may have a look. It's most kind and gracious of you to allow us this extra moment and the quietness of, of what is the most magnificent collection you have here. I don't suppose you'd be available to briefly show us around and give us a, a tour of the collection? Um, well, it's not strictly speaking done. We don't uh, normally do private um, tours of such a important display. Um, I have two more holds. You do have two so more holds. I, oh, I, I just found it in my notes, mm-hmm. and I'll go. And had Peter go. Oh no! I think it would be good for you to give us a tour of the collection. And as you say that, he blinks and says, "On second thought, perhaps just this once. You look like the sort that I would be happy to have around the collection a bit more." And he uh, leads you towards the towards the treasure. Now, the treasure is in its own space. And uh, it is in a space that looks like for any other display, there would be people walking in and around. Um, it's quite a big hall that's set up in. And there are ropes set up around each of the display cabinets as well, where all the treasure has been positioned on walls and shelves and glass cases. Um, but even then, there's also a rope in front of the actual door, stopping for anyone from getting into this space. Uh, looking, remembering it, you did have a look earlier on into the treasure and through uh, magical means and saw that Mr. Boyd had been intending on pulling ropes back and making sure that people couldn't potentially get that close to the treasure, perhaps drawing a bit of suspicion onto himself. But at the moment, he unhooks the uh, rope beside by the door and uh, allows you all into the space. I believe, Evangeline, you had your third eye open, didn't you, just now? Last time we checked, I think you did have your third eye. I believe it was my forensic divination that I oh, thrown up when he came in, which allows me to be saying what magic is done here, or was done here. Uh, how long does that last? Is it only for briefly, or is it? It's not a question good. I can ask any time I investigate a mystery. Okay, okay. Um, I feel I feel like you've already done that then. Um, but you know, I would, I would definitely like to do it in this room, though. You could do it in that room if you like. Yeah, feel free. Can, yeah, I, yeah. Could I, could I try and investigate a mystery and see? Ah, well, yeah, no, feel well, free. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, what's concealed here? Is there mm. magic here that we're not able to see in scent? Yeah. No. That okay. is a. That is a four. Oh no! What does it say for four? I'll just double check. And what happens if you badly fail one of these rolls? Well, only lovely things happen. Only lovely things happen, especially to Evangeline. It always seems to be this is the place where Evangeline fails. It's just in just in the middle of the uh, the worst place. So on a miss, you reveal some information to the monster or whoever you are talking to. The keeper might ask you some questions, which you have to answer. So as you step into the space and you try to put your uh, magical investigation skills out there, you get a sense straight away of a, it's putting your magical feelers out there, you have immediately a sense of claustrophobia as there's just a thrumming of magic all about you. And it's intense enough that it disrupts what you're trying to ask, what you're trying to figure out. So you can't get that information. Um, what I would like to know is, 
what sort of treasure would Evangeline be most drawn to? And the treasure is wide ranging from many, many different things. Is there anything that Evangeline specifically would feel drawn to? I think some kind of like, uh, like a perfume bottle or like an alchemy swab bottle or something, something with a lot of purpose. Mm. I would say that intrigue about its use and what it's from something not really because it was shiny or anything just because oh this could be a perfume bottle or uh, something they use as like a tincture for um, someone who was sick or something along something along that kind of shape and and design. I love that. Um, so as you feel this thrumming of magic around you and you feel like this pressure on you all about um, this voice is everywhere this uh take it, take it, take it, take it voice from before and it again it doesn't feel necessarily threatening it's not saying take it as an order it's take it's taking it as it's asking you to take it as a suggestion it's encouraging you and you feel drawn to one of the glass cabinets nearby a selection of um like earthenware plates and um, things which are beautifully carved but ancient and amongst all of those is like you said a strange sort of alchemy looking jar something which uh, has a lid but the purpose of it they say is there's a, um, a little uh, inscription sort of a little bit of writing next to the glass case that sort of talks about the things and the items that are within it talks about the purposes and the uses of all these things and one of the things it says could have been used for mixing mixing medicines could have been used for uh, holding uh, uh, perfumes or other sort of scented there say there were f- there are fragments of herbs and stuff found within it when it was found so it could have been used for a few different sorts of things and it's this beautiful small could fit in the palm of your hand jar and as you look at it you just hear and you just feel yourself drawn you're not not sense not in the sense that you'll actually physically grab this item it's not aggressive but it's just drawing you in slightly so i think she'll probably kind of wander over towards the thing as it catches her eye and she'll instinctively and subconsciously run her fingers over the glass just just absentmindedly like caressing it as she just takes in that moment but using that in her mind to assess the fragility of the glass could she cut through it with her mere finger basically absentmindedly toying with the idea of how she could take it what she could do is she just surveys the object and kind of lives in this half and half moment knowing she has self-restraint to not hopefully do this um again, but definitely, definitely weighing up the ability to be able to have to do what is kind of gnawing at her psyche at the moment to do, and she'll always be there for a while, lost in that thought. And everyone else, you could see Evangeline wander over to this glass cabinet. I mean, what would everyone else do in the space? Uh, Mr. Boyd says more than happy to walk you around and talk you through various items. He talks you through there is uh, pieces of armor on the wall. Like I said before, there are sort of goblets and a uh, piece of jewelry. There's a crown. There's uh, a whole ma- like large selection of different things that people could have considered treasure throughout the years, centuries. This hoard looks like it's been built up. Is there 
a large sword of any kind. Um, there are a few. There are a few swords. There are some which look like they could be potentially a bit Roman. There are some which look uh, sort of older potentially as well. Um, yeah. I'll because I'll let him walk. I'll walk around with him, and then as he gets the sword, um, Peter will just lean in and go with that final hold and just say, "And tell my friends about the dragon." Um. Well, uh, I don't know much about dragons i'm not a i'm a man who lives in the here and now and i don't tend to put my mind on fantastical creatures all that often uh young man but uh interesting you should bring it up people do have suggested that something like this could have been the inspiration for uh the dragon's horde mythos um so uh clearly you've been listening to a lot of uh, people who have been interested in this treasure and i'm not surprised it's a very interesting collection we've got here one i am very keen to keep safe oh and none of these swords have ever been used to slay a dragon before then i wouldn't know uh they i mean i'm sure they've been used to slay many things uh, so it's like this are fine creations and uh you can see any sort of points a few of them have little notches here and there uh, showing that they probably were used in some conflicts in the past but uh i can't say for certain exactly what uh, has been slain by these by these blades thank you yes, I, well and this item here is probably from the mess and he sort of goes around the uh again I listing just, off things um, here as well quite earnestly listen to everything he's saying absorbing all the knowledge from this yeah. museum man he he has a lot of knowledge it's something you pick up quite quickly this person who whatever else is going on with them they know a lot about this collection they have here he doesn't, he doesn't seem to be reading off anything from any of the boards next in the treasure he is doing it from potentially memory is there an overriding theme other than just these are the most uh, beautifully made and, and the the riches of the rich? Are they? Is is there some sort of theme? Um, not that you. Why don't we do? Uh, I mean, that feels like a a question of some sort. But I'll. I think of what the question uh, I mean, would be. I'd, um, I'd, be, I'd be happy to. Yeah, be, be poking around trying to piece together some sort of... Why don't you roll uh, an investigate a mystery then for me? Okay. I think you, there are a couple of questions that could help out here. Ooh. Or you could... Oh, that is a 10 plus 3 for 13. Lovely. Okay, so... That's uh, two. Ooh. Uh, oh, if only I had the... If only I had, I had advanced this when we leveled up. <laughs> um, hmm... You can. I'll let you um, style one of those if it's not perfect for the situation. I think there's a few. Yeah, uh, I guess. I guess what happened here is quite a good starting point. With where have all of these items come from? Is there are there any connecting dots with regards to their mm. origins or the style of item that have been chosen? Yeah. Um, so I think what you get from it straight away is that there's a there's a strong sort of uh northern sort of european to a lot of it there's a you can sort of get that strong nordic um icelandic sort of look to a lot of the treasure um 
they're lots of like really finely crafted things, but um, not a lot of things which you would perhaps see in sort of displays of like um, things from Asia or Africa. It's not got a lot of connections there. Um, so you have a few things from these sort of Nordic, Scandinavian looking uh, items. And then there's also quite a lot of um, late Roman stuff as well. You know that a lot of Scandinavian sort of explorers and settlers did settle in Britain and after the Romans had already set here. So a lot of that sort of the treasures from the Romans could have passed on to people who came later on. So there is a selection of these different things and um, anything that comes from other parts of Europe, look, there's sort of an explanation that up next to those treasures, they are things which look like they could have been taken from other parts of Europe, but then taken from by Romans and then transported across Europe to be part of a um, a household in Britain at some point. Um, so what looks like somebody's come okay. around and collected things and found things and added to their hoard. Um, do any of the rest of you have a, a good suggestion for the second hold that we have here? I'll give you with um, your what happened here as well. I will give you one more thing. There is a selection of jewellery boxes, like glass cabinets with jewellery stacked upon like velvet sort of placements and um you see that in one of these sections which should be holding something there is a gap there's a space but one is not gotcha is it a um a, a bracelet sized gap it's a bracelet sized gap yes uh is is there a, a a label or plaque or inscription of some kind uh yes there is a, it's, it talks about the the jewelry that's here that the finely crafted jewelry some of it depicting uh, mythical creatures of believed to be exist out of the time again they say they talk about uh, how this could spur on the dragon's horde mythos as well that some of these items were similar to the um the circlet which you have which has a uh, with dragons inscribed on them but in different styles some of them have four legs some of them have wings some of them have the are just long snakes with wings mm. um in that case i'm going to look around to see if there are any are there any connecting features to any of the items that they have in here which i can figure out do actually connect and would make sense to to have commented on as part of this treasure but that they have declined to actually connect as part of the writings here um so what's being concealed here um in terms of what they are holding back on there's not a lot if they're holding back on something you sense that people have written these inscriptions knowing about the items and knowing about the origins of where these things must might have come from or must have come from um, and the periods they came from. But if there is some sort of connection between them, they are not hiding it. It's not that the people who have made this collection, this collection of treasure are hiding something here. It's just that they are presenting it in as with as much information as they can present it. Um, they, for some reason, were part of a horde that somebody had trapped themselves in a cave with. And that is that is all you get. Um, that's the, the only connection seems to be this person that decided they should have it and that nobody else should have it. Quite a considerable collection you have here. It, it all seems to be 
to have moved around by or or, or connected back to the Roman Empire, which is um, quite a lot of treasures you'll find in uh, in uh, Britain these days will be from those areas. Quite a lot of our native treasures will not be as uh, exciting as perhaps those that you might find from people who have come and settled here. Uh, it is. Um, a great shame that there is not more of it, but we are lucky to have such a fantastic uh, collection in our in our uh, control, as it were. Um, I, I'm I'm curious: are there any uh, potential sites of excavation or new uh, hordes that have been found that you are uh, trying to acquire for the museum? Oh, uh, I mean, this is we were lucky to get what we were able to get. The McCulloch family. We're very generous in in giving this to the city uh, to start up the collection as as it is. Um, we ourselves are not able to uh, fund another uh, dig. Um, it's really it will be down to the family themselves. But I don't know if they have any interest. I know the the um, head of the McCullough family was very interested in it, but I don't know if his uh, daughter is. Uh, um, Campbell McCulloch was a was a great lover of treasures of the world, uh, but his daughter, I believe, is not as interested. Uh, is she still in control of the collection? It, is it still a family owned enterprise then? Oh, and only in, in name, um, I believe, is uh, she was willing to give it to us uh, and put her name to it, but I don't think she necessarily wants much to do with it outside of that she's one of these and he sort of leans in sort of conspiratorially is one of these new age thinkers you know there are a few of them out and about in the world i honestly can't imagine having something like this in the family and being uninterested why well, on earth do you think she would be oh, oh many many reasons you I mean people may become obsessed with this and seeing it be part of your family for so long perhaps you are just keen to get it out, especially if she had uh, other interests and she didn't want to have to worry about this in her home or if she wanted to, uh, you know, use the funds that she may have gotten from this uh, in in whatever enterprise she wants to go on to in the future. Um, I, I don't suppose they still live in the city, do they? Uh, I believe they still live out in the countryside. You know, if you... Uh, if you want, I can. You all seem very uh, interested in the collection. I will uh, give. I can give you her uh, phone number. I can give you a way of connecting to her if you if you'd like that. I believe that she uh, lives still at her family home, but uh, that would be nice long. Kind of you. Thank you. Yes, And uh, he um, continues to show you around. Is there anything else anyone wants to do? We're getting into the afternoon now in the day you know also i forgot that you also had asked angus to come to glasgow with files for you as well so angus is coming to glasgow to give you some files on dragons and lizards in history something tells me all of us have completely forgotten about angus that's part of the course that makes sense as um i guess as we kind of like he finishes gets to maybe the last area of treasure um i will say Thank you so much. It's been really informative. Um, I uh, have been wanting to visit 
and see the treasure for ages. Mm. Um, as I'm sure many people do. It's been popular. Uh, very popular. Exceedingly popular. Yeah, oh, I saw a strange, a strange kind of guy. Um, he had, he looked uh, it's quite tall and quite gaunt um, with like raggedy clothing on. Have you seen him? Well, I I'm not on the museum floor all the time, but I believe uh, somebody in ragged, raggedy clothing, as you said, I do believe you actually had a, you, yeah. um, Caitlin, uh, she did give you uh, the picture that she drawn as well. I think she gave it to Evangeline. Um, so if you, if you're showing um, him this, I mean, Evangeline might be still looking at her glass cabinet. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, if Tabitha maybe went to go get it, uh, knowing that you're going to ask this question. Um, I wanted know. to see him seem a bit more chill than. Yeah, yeah. No, here's <laughs> a picture. Loses. Um, he <laughs> he would say, "Those. It is a public collection, so I cannot stop people from any anybody coming off the street to have a look. Of course, uh, but anybody who is particularly ragged, I would try to keep an eye out for especially if they were here and i don't believe anybody like that has come into this this part of the collection um for us for a while at least i i don't know my uh i can't remember every single person i've seen in this in this place but uh i haven't seen anybody like that in this part perhaps in other parts of the building Oh, uh, he, he, you probably remember him. He stands out and I will get the picture. Mm -hmm. And he looks Actually. at it and says, uh, sorry, like I said, this, this figure here, the one with the, with the long hair and the, uh, perhaps in the lower floors, uh, I tend to spend my time, uh, on the higher floors. It, 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 there's, you know, I, I can only stretch myself so far and this is an important exhibit. Um, of course, yeah. I don't recognize him so much. The other fellow I have seen, and he points to David Donnelly, uh, I believe I've seen him a couple of times. Um, came here with a few few other uh, avid museumers, um, and they had a look at the uh, exhibit that we have here. Uh, seemed very interested, and... Um, believe they had a word with one of my caretakers, but I'm not sure uh, which one. They just seem to be coming out and talking about it when I when I last saw them. Oh, okay. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Where did you get this picture? Oh, um, there's an artist downstairs, but I was just looking for the tall guy. I wondered if he needed some help. The tour, one of our tour guides. The tall, the tall guy. Oh, the not tall guy. The, the other one. Um, uh, well, I'm uh, perhaps, perhaps that's nothing, nothing to do with uh, my work. Unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to. No, but, you know, it's, it doesn't take much to be uh, a nice human being sometimes. Mm, yes, maybe not. Um, well, let me tell you a bit more about the exhibit. <laughs> he seems <laughs> far more interested in talking about the exhibit than he is about talking about helping people. Well, I'm just lying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So, uh, 
Is Evangeline still looking at them? Okay. I, I like Very much so. handbag. <laughs> she, 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 she's not completely like transfixed, you know, like a, a cat with a laser. She's very much, she sort of gives you like the nice tease, takes it out, kind of hands it back, and she's like, Did you know who that was, my dear? Uh, yeah. Are you okay? Yes, yes. I'm just absolutely fascinated by this this exhibit. It, it is it's most marvellous. I could see why lots of people wish covered it. You seem very interested in these parts. Yes. Earthenware. It's been a while since I took in a, a good museum. There's as many up here as there, there are on the London scenes. Um, there are some cool swords over there. Yes, yes, and she takes that one more look towards the, the item, and it's 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 not more that she's like totally been working out how she exactly cat cat burglar her way in here and steal everything. She she's just kind of just been enjoying being lost in the, the thoughts of of and then the whimsy of the item. And she kind of tears herself away. She goes, yes, yes, a, a sword. Yeah. I'm sure to have someone. You know, Evangeline, if um if you're interested in doing some throwing, I have a friend who's a potter. Throwing, as in picking these items up and using them as projectiles. No goodness, no, no, no. Uh, on a wheel, a potter's wheel, with a oh. lump of clay. That, I imagine that's how these these were made. The craftsmanship is most most magnificent. But yes, I never really experimented with the concept of crafting things. I'll introduce oh. you to my friend. I'm I'm. Sure, you can visit their studio. Yes, yes. And how long have you known this friend? Uh, not terribly long, a few months. Um, they're, they're back in Edinburgh, though. I'll, I'll introduce you when we get back. Yes, I'd be glad to make their acquaintance. Um, Peter? Um, yes? Do we feel like we've plumbed the depths of this... Um, Gentlemen, or is there anything else you uh, wanted to ask him? I'd be happy to show you a bit longer if you if you wanted a few more minutes to have a look at the exhibit. So Peter does want to ask more. So I was just thinking, investigate mystery is also like if you're interviewing someone. So can I kind of lean into a bit more of investigate the mystery just to see if anything else comes out of that conversation with him? Yeah, I mean, what and then Peter will have, keep yeah. talking to him. Mm-hmm. So can I? Um, what is it? It's sharp, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, roll me plus sharp. Uh, it's a nine. Okay, so you hold, hold one. Hold one. I'm going for classic. What is being concealed here? <laughs> um. Okay. So, I would say this is not something you necessarily tell you. Because... No, it's more of what I pick up chest. from the conversation that we're having as he's talking about mm. all the stuff. He, um, it's tricky because what he would say as well, I mean, it's, 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 you get in the area, something which is not necessarily magical, but something you pick up from his discussion about, um, wanting to keep everything safe and, uh, talking about, you know, moving the display so people can see it, but not necessarily interact with it. Um, he, uh, tries to avoid you looking at 
specific things and things that he avoids, he tries to avoid looking at, which you spot straight away, are um, on some of the glass cabinets that are sort of scrapes around where the locks are, which you can tell straight away are people have recently um, lockpicked these cabinets and opened them. And uh, they are sealed and everything's back inside, but they have been opened forcibly recently. And there are um, sort of um, where the floor is, uh, the floor is uh, very neatly polished and cleaned. But there are uh, scuffs in the floor where people could have potentially been running through this area. Um, And you know that it's, you know, people run through places a lot, but in a space like this, would have been odd for people to necessarily be running around in a frantic sort of way here. Um, and people have been trying to buff those out and they have not been able to. And you also see, I'll give you this, um, that on the floor by where the door is, the door you all came in, um, is, and everything's been cleaned, but this has been missed, a small speck of red on the floor, just sort of by where the door is, probably where somebody might not have spotted it, but you've spotted it. And you know, looking at it straight away, that it's blood. It's on the floor. Things have been cleaned here, um, but this has been missed. So Peter will lean into Vera and go, I think I've seen all I need to see, but do you have a hanky or a piece of paper? There is a spot of spot of blood over there on the floor which might come in useful. Um, I take out a small um, slip of paper. Is the blood wet or dry? Um, I can, I'll I go see, find out. It's, it's, <laughs> I would say you probably would be able to tell it's quite dark. Uh, you can still see the red in there, but it's very dark, so it looks like it's probably dried. Um. Um, if you keep him distracted a second. Yes, of course. Um, uh, excuse me, I, could you talk to me about this goblet over here? Oh, oh yes, I'll, I'll, take I'll take my pocket knife with a piece of paper and I will go look, try to covertly get the chips of blood onto the piece of paper and then fold up the piece of paper. Can I please have an act under pressure here as you are avoiding being... Ooh, um, let cool. Vera do help out if you want, because you are helping him in the situation. I do have a minus one to cool. <laughs> um, unless we swapped, um, because I Oh, I rolled use... it, because I'm, oh, I'm rolled moved it. up. We're committed to this. You're committed. You're committed um, to it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I am helping out. I'm, I'm trying You're to distract. Out, yeah. Uh, yeah um... <laughs> oh, that's an 11 minus one for 10. Okay. Okay. So plus what does one that give me? Uh, plus, plus one, one to that your only roll. plus one. Nothing uh, else bad. That means happens, I rolled five. That means I rolled five. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, You'd already you, said so close. Like, so close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you start scraping the blood onto the handkerchief, and you can't quite. You, it's it's dried into the floor a little bit. So you you get your pen knife out. You start trying to scrape a little bit of it, and the minute you hear this sort of. Ch- ch- of the sound of your pen knife scraping on the floor, the Mr. Boyd turns round, um, distracted briefly by Vera, but sees you do this and says, 
Um, excuse me, excuse me. Um, no, thank you. Uh, this is not. Please, and he he sort of gestures for you to stand up. Um, I will not have anybody uh, just, uh, causing any sort of damage to the museum, even though it is just a small uh, mark with you at Pen of Iowa. Please step step back, and he sort of gestures. Um, excuse, actually, we are we are closing up now. Uh, we do need four people to uh, leave leave this. Uh, we had to clean and get. You need to go. We have a caretaker coming soon, and he needs to be able to look after this place without any visitors here. Of course. Cool. Thank you. And he. Thank uh, you so much for showing us around. It's. Uh, I would hope that people who seem to appreciate uh, historical artifacts and places that hold them uh, would, you know, respect the place a little bit more. It. Uh, sorry. It, sorry. It was the blood on the floor. I don't know what you're talking about. All I care about the fact is you've got a knife out and we're trying to scrape away at the floor here. This, do you know how old this floor is? Do you know when this was built? Please leave. And he's gesturing um, for it. He's sort of ushering you towards the stairs. Leaving. Just start leaving quickly. Um, you as you go. out for the caretaker. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you... As he's as gesturing, if you want to do a... Uh, I don't think there's a role for keeping an eye off for a caretaker. Um, <laughs> you 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 keep an eye as he's as he's pushing you sort of down the stairs. You, it's it's not too far away from when you might expect somewhere like this to close for the day, but it's you know a little bit early. Um, so the chance that a caretaker is here right now is potentially not completely true. Um, we stayed and- late though. We we got him to stay open late. Say open a little bit later. Oh yeah, he he told you that he was keeping keeping the place open late, but it Mm. wasn't necessarily much. You know, it it was still early in the day compared to other places that that it should be closing a bit late in this. Um, But he was saying is that so that is suspicious that he's closing it seemingly a little earlier than the rest of them. Mm. And he he gestures for you to leave and um, uh, sort of closing off the upper floor of the museum from people coming in um i would say though as you are leaving you come down the stairs you are walking out of the museum um unless there's anything and any other exhibits you guys want to look at um yes actually would that have classified classed as really bad situation if we felt we were being pushed out and we feel like he was leaving people early i'm just double checking that does the um, situation feel bad should we today. be reading it <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 not uh i mean i will let you roll really bad situation if you feel like your character is trying to find something which is dangerous in this situation you i don't feel like you feel in danger as he's gesturing for you to leave like encouraging you and that's a good call yeah because it's not that bad a situation no it's, it's not that bad early. it's a okay. bit annoying <laughs> really annoying situation um you do see I, I think, as you leave. I, I, do, um, I, do, I do. I do think that Evangeline, who's been very much not getting involved in this for, which is very out of character for her, mm. she would have been assessing, following that that train of thought of taking this item, as to ways to get in and out of this building and how to effectively rob it, if you didn't have direct access and so, so some of the questions i don't know i haven't rolled yet but what is my best way in 
and out or two questions or really bad situation. So they just yeah. like just taking it all in as she's leaving. And I'll see if I can yeah, read about situation. Those, those, I can do one of those bad situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 okay. Um that's a three. That's two ones plus <laughs> one. Okay. Um so <laughs> you misread the situation. Uh best way in best way into this building this massive building probably the front doors no other way like you can't think of any other good ways into this building um best way out i mean front door right there is right there but other options other options uh on the top floor plenty of windows like you can just jump out of those windows and then that's that's a way out that's that's the not great information you you pick up but i imagine you still have this strange inkling in your mind of would like to have that that pot um and yeah. as you're leaving i'll give you that you do spot someone that looks um like a caretaker and one of the caretakers to the uh collection um lots of people are leaving at this point it's sort of a small uh small crowds of people small groups leaving the the building and uh caitlin kelly is packing up her stuff as well and she uh Looks like she just finished a conversation with tour guide on the bottom floor. Um, and she also, as she leaves, she nods to a caretaker that's coming into the building as you're all leaving. Uh, it's a much older looking man. Um, you recognize in Tampa as Mr. Gray. You saw in a previous um, vision. Uh, and he is sort of putting on his yeah sort of he has his jacket in his in his arm and he pulls it on as as he's entering and he uh has a hat and he sort of tips it to uh miss uh miss kelly as she's as she's leaving and i'll say for you peter um you notice that he has a just a very small uh plaster on the side of his head where he looks like he may have been injured in a rush off after Caitlin Kelly, pass, just bustle past the group as a little shuffle on. Yeah. Leaving the group if, if possible. Yeah. So as, as you leave, there's a sort of crowd of people who sort of this down this very small flight of stairs up into the main street. Uh, and Caitlin Kelly, she's packing her uh, notepad into a uh, into a uh, satchel. And you run up to her and she says, Oh, uh, the person is definitely not a reporter. Not my dear. I just wanted to say that I took in the exhibit, and you are absolutely right. These things should not be kept in a museum. No, you're right. I'm. Uh, and every time I've seen them, I just it just reminds me about places where they should belong. I mean, the whole bloody place, to be honest, there's a lot. There's enough stuff here for you know. There's a few things here that could be kept here, but vast majority of it does not belong to people who own this building or the people who own the collection before it was in this building. But notice on, on your way out, you do you um, recognize the gentleman wandering in? Oh, yes. Who, yes. Does, does, does he have like late access to the building and everything else here? Uh, oh, yeah. That's, I mean, he's one of the caretakers. I believe there's only two at the moment. They have one for the day and one for the night. Um, they used to have bigger teams, but I believe um, Mr. Boyd has made some, and she sort of gr- like grimaces at the, the, the having to say Mr. Boyd's name, um, made changes to the staffing since he's only a 
couple of months ago, it appears they've cut back on all the staff. Okay, this is most peculiar. Did you start to catch his name? Oh, the caretaker. It's Mister Gray. Yeah, Mister Gray. Oh. Yeah, we 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 discovered some very unclean areas. Obviously, the day care, the day um, caretaker and um, wanted to obviously report it to somebody. Mister Boyd did seem to be extremely disinterested. No, I mean the. Uh, I mean they they are stretched pretty thin, to be honest. If I'm if I'm being honest, there, uh, Mister Gray is you know is a kind old soul. He asked me more questions than I was able to ask him in our uh, conversations, but. Um, like he said, like he's he's here all night, and uh, they used, like I said, they used to have about a team of four or five blokes, and they, and it means that you could cover everything, you could clean everything, you could make sure the place is safe. But I mean, now it seems like he's he's very very tired man. That's very lonely. Maybe. I'm not sure. You must have some dancing and some some evening entertainment for yourself. Uh, well, I I normally would, but I've got a lot to write up. Uh, so, just back to my hotel room, I think. Oh, where are you staying? Oh, I'm just staying at the uh, the Highlander. It's just down the road. It's of good quality. Oh, that is fine quality. Well, you know, for for somebody oh, that's so not getting paid that much, it's, it's fine quality. And it's near enough to the museum that I can come back hmm. without having to trek across the city. I'll take it as a rave review. <laughs> well, maybe I'll see you there. They do have a bar, which is, you know, more you can say most, about most hotels. Yeah. Maybe I shall. And I will kind of, kind of part from her gently and kind of wait out the front. Um, as she wanders off. Um, and the last thing I'm doing is just want to check to make sure no one's watching her or yeah. anything as she wanders um, down the road. If you can do an um, investigative mystery then, if you're checking, make sure nobody's watching her. Can I do that? I don't know. Because <laughs> I think I'm good at investigative mystery, so that might be fine. That is real plus shot. Yeah. Yes. Six. <laughs> okay. So literally. So she, much XP. So much XP. Your Evangelina is screaming into the next level. You watch her for a moment and she does turn around as she's sort of a bit further down the road and she sort of looks at you. You're still watching, okay. Um and she can sort of quickens her pace and walks a bit further down the road. It's odd. As you're watching her, the, the, she sort of walks into a crowd and as after she sees you're watching, she turns and she walks quickly into a crowd and your gaze sort of breaks from her as you're looking around and across the street, quite quite far away, a few, probably a few blocks away from where you are, you see somebody that's staring right back at you and it's a blink in your mess at moment but you see a tall looking man with gaunt features and long hair strang hanging around his shoulders staring at you 
and you just get this moment of coldness looking at them. As you feel the dark shadows around this person deepen slightly. And just as you think to perhaps go and get closer, to perhaps investigate this a little more, the crowd covers up where they are, they get lost in the crowd for a moment, the crowd passes and they are no longer there. So you revealed yourself to something or someone. Yes. I don't think I want to rock the rest of the evening. (laughs) My name is Johnny, and I'm the host, executive producer, and prince of lies for the Monsters Playbook. What's the Monsters Playbook? It's an actual play Monster of the Week podcast set in my hometown of Minneapolis, Minnesota, where no monster can hurt you as badly as you can hurt yourself. It's a character-focused adventure where you'll meet Kira Ashwood, a journalist with a cult past she's desperate to atone for, and a secret power hidden even from herself. Casey Davis, a taciturn secret agent becoming disillusioned with the agency she thought she could trust. Theo Nessos, a professional sorceress trying to escape the shadow of her powerful, magical family. And Mark Clayton, a pretty haunted introvert who just wants to make sense of his powers and all the weird things that keep happening to him. This is a show where danger could just as easily come from an otherworldly threat as from the fragile emotions that anchor our characters and bind them together. If you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Dresden Files, or any city-set supernatural story with monstrous threats and messy feelings, check out The Monsters Playbook. New episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everyone, it's Danny, your resident keeper and leaper, I guess. I'm very good at jumping these days. We hope you're all enjoying the podcast. We've really enjoyed doing this arc so far and can't wait to see what happens in the next few episodes. Perhaps somebody will die. Uh, Wouldn't that be fun? Just wanted to take a second to shout out to all the other podcasts we have been sharing our promos through and who we've been able to spotlight in our little trailer section I've created here for you all. They've all been fantastic and is really indicative of the overwhelmingly friendly tabletop role-playing community that's out there. So please go give them a listen if you have a chance and... While you're at it, why don't you go ahead and share the Thorn Files podcast with friends, family, anybody? We recently hit 500 downloads, which is huge for a tiny podcast like ours. But you know, I'd always like to get to 1,000 if we can give it a go. So please, if you have a chance, share, review, whatever you can do. And of course, thank you to everyone who has already been listening. We can't tell you how much we appreciate your support. That Let's get back to the mystery. Um, yeah, I wait for the guys. I don't know if they want to do anything with the caretaker when they came in. As I, we were coming out. Yeah. So as you all, you all leaving the, um, the the building is getting locked up slowly as you 
as you leave, the caretaker goes in, uh, and Mr. Boyd comes down to make sure that people are leaving. You get the impression that he's probably making sure that you are leaving. I don't think I want to push our luck here at the moment. So um, I'm heading for the door, unless the others are hanging back. I Mm. look at Vera to gauge what we're doing, and then I check on Peter to gauge what also might be I'm doing. (laughs) Peter's definitely heading towards the door and not thinking about anything else. Um, The only creepy thing Peter's probably doing is are other people leaving, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Group, groups of um, people living here. Peter's going to kind of look at the others and go quite quickly to blend in with a group leaving so he doesn't look like he's leaving with the others. And if he can kind of make it kind of, he'll make it quite obvious to certainly the people he's there with and to you guys that he's trying to slip out in a crowd rather than look like we're a group leaving because... In Peter's head, the police are standing outside waiting for us. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, and I, I mean, ask Vera, like, oh, so have you made a pot before Vera? I, well, I'm, I'm not really sure what you could call what I made a, a pot. Uh, um, it's harder than it looks. I've never tried, but I'm sure you could do anything you put your mind to. Uh, like most things, I'm sure it's just practice, but it's... It's not something I've dedicated myself to. Uh, if you have an interest, I could. I'm, I'm sure you and Eva could spend mm, an afternoon together. That'd be great fun. Yeah, I'll I mean, call my friend. We are beach episode. Everyone goes throwing. <laughs> okay, so it is getting. It is early evening. Um, as you leave the McCullough collection, uh, where are you going to go now? So if, if if we've reconvened mm. around the corner somewhere, yeah. Back so if, if you're trying to avoid, there the aren't van. police outside at this point. Um, so you you but you find a space which isn't directly outside the building. To I do think we need to go somewhere inside and private to just you know, hash out what we've all discovered and stay away from Ava's friend. Yes, Ava and Google Authority is a nearby. Um, Hotel with a good bar. Um called the Shirlander. Just in the corner. Why don't we retire there for a time and if we decide we're going to spend the night here, then we do that. Well night is almost upon us. It might be best to find accommodations. I think we have plenty more to do here. So we find the yeah. bar. You find they find a bar in the Highlander. So the Highlander is a, um, it's you know it's not a particularly opulent building. It looks like a you know a hotel that's been around for a while, and um, you know so it's it's in the style quite a lot of the the old Glasgow buildings, which are sort of large stonework, pretty pretty sort of grey looking, but uh, impressive in its build. It's quite big, and. Um, you enter and there's the desk where you can get yourself a room. Uh, and yes, on this sort of the lowest floor, there is also a uh, door that leads out into a, a bar and smoking smoking rooms as well. So you have this sort of fairly comfortable bar set up. Uh, but it looks like it's beyond a point where people from the outside could go and just go and sit down in the bar. It looks like you're probably going to have to be guests at this hotel to use the fun stuff in the hotel. 
just to clarify as well, did we have we slept? No, for ages. You haven't slept. It's been like a full yeah. You, one night you didn't sleep, and it's been a full day since then. So you are yeah. okay, probably pretty tired, tired at this point. Yes, a hotel sounds great. In fact, actually, Vera went out dancing with Hetty and was like just about to go to bed. <laughs> and so Vera's knackered. <laughs> um, do we? Uh, I, I was suddenly have money. Work, I believe I was coming home from work. I haven't slept either. No, no one slept. No one slept. I would say you have enough money potentially for it's not the most expensive hotel, but you probably don't have enough money to um, buy a room each. You probably have to do a bit of sharing. Peter will look at the other three and go, um, I don't think it's appropriate for me to share a room with you all. You are all unmarried women. Evangeline, apologies, you are unmarried now. It would be improper for me to share with you. So should we get maybe one room for the three of you to share and one room for me? It's Addison. You mean to say you've had inappropriate thoughts about myself that would be of an alarming nature as to which you would not be able to share an accommodation with myself? Oh, I wouldn't want to lie. That's There's some truth to that, but maybe not the way you're thinking. I think uh, that sounds like a good idea. I think the three of us should share. Yes, I will And share. Peter, you can, you can have a room all to yourself. So... Um, you get your rooms, a couple of rooms, uh, one large family room for the three, and uh, one single room for Peter. A tiny little single room. <laughs> tiny little single room. I would imagine. Um, yeah. But I mean, I don't imagine you go up to your room straight away. You have your room keys. Um, you don't necessarily have a lot of luggage, so you're not don't have to throw bags upstairs. But you, uh, but you have the bar, you have the hotel, and it gets into the evening. What what do you do? Where do you go? Well, we should probably try and discuss what we've established so far today and what we think our next moves are going to be tomorrow. So, um, what did you all think of Mr. Boyd? Um, He was not a dragon. He was very knowledgeable. And he did not know anything about dragons, so this was good. Yes. Uh, was it not he... Was he seen in the the group vision that you undertook? Was he not? Uh, Bo- Mr. Boyd was seen in the vision. Um, so we so did two different visions. One was my rote on my own and then we did a group one that was different so your wrote was to look at the was to watch see the treasure and you did that and you saw mr boyd and mr gray and then when yeah. you did the one which is to try and find where the dragon was it was a bit of a confused spell because it didn't couldn't quite place right. where it was um but it did bring you into a room where mr boyd was but she it was also the rest of the staff were there as well he was doing a very Poor job as we walked around to not pay attention to the small scuff marks, um, the evidence of tampering on the cases, and obviously the sample of blood on the floor, which I think I did manage to get some scrapings from. I'm not sure if that will be useful in any way. I mean, as curator, I would assume he was rather embarrassed that his production staff, security, and everything he seems to be doing to limit the number of people with access 
resulted in a, a burglary. He would not want us to know this. He wouldn't want anyone to know. His behaviour is suspicious, though, in the fact that he did reduce the number of staff and therefore security at night. And he was obviously very enamoured with the collection itself. He could be under some kind of influence from the creature, perhaps, and not willingly making it easier and easier for the creature to get its hoard back. Uh, but he did, uh, without prompting, uh, tell me that he recognised David Donnelly, the thief in question, um, and that David and his companions were in the museum talking to... Did he just say a caretaker or did he say Mr Grey? He said a caretaker. A caretaker. So actually that is less suspicious because you wouldn't say, oh yeah, I recognise this guy that I hired to steal bracelet. Unless, like, <laughs> double, <laughs> what's it called, reverse psychology? Just from another it. I'm aware of the compulsion and the echoes and all yes. of that. I'm, I'm so coming, coming out of it, even free now, kind of, yeah. yeah. Mm. And now I'll say, um, I have to say the, there is an essence or a very magical way about this treasure that is up there. It is, uh, it is compulsively wanting something, I believe. I think it wants to be possessed. The more time I spent with it, the more I, I wished it were mine. And I have very little time for the sorts of trinkets and of, of the like. Evangeline, you are rather prone to mind control. It's very worrying. Yes, I think it is oh. a. It is more. It is more the. The inability of my abilities to not interact with others, less the less the loss of control and more the the element of whimsy it casts on your mind when the opportunity to peek a little bit further into the darkened forest presents itself. We are also dead tired. It's difficult to keep a clear mind. Tired. I should have slept. I I was drinking the other night, and I still haven't slept. So this is this is a long day. Yes, I, I fear we've been running for most of today on adrenaline. I feel great. Um, I, I the young always do. I think we need to focus tomorrow on finding a location or a place where this dragon may be, because. We could perhaps use our magics to bar it from a place or trap it in a place and engage with it. And what's not clear to me is if it can enter that building and is it, if it has been in there before, does it covet its hoard or is it yes. one of the ones looking to protect its hoard? Who do we think I, the raggedy man is, the tall stranger? I do not know, but I saw him outside the museum as we were exiting. Oh, Okay. Um, is there a reason eyes, why we didn't follow him? His eyes caught mine. The world around him darkened. And in a blink, he'd vanished. 
into into the night. As you say, we're tired, and it might be an ill-fated play on my easily manipulated mind. If I do feel, you made eye contact. He saw you, and you saw him. Yes, he saw me. And do you think there was some intent in that shared glance, or do you think it was just happenstance? I felt something stare back when we observed the dragon. So character. Um, did you feel the same as now? Uh, no, very different feeling. That's good. You, you, cool. you knew the feeling of the of this dragon-like presence staring into you, and it was a sort of hot, vengeful hatred, um, with a sort of longing to sort of prove your uh yourself as like a protector and a, a getting that venge revenge on something um whereas this was just a like a chilling cold to your very bones um it was the exact opposite the when he looked at me i felt my very essence chill this sounds like a very eloquent way to describe that you're tired and you probably started falling asleep whilst looking at the man. Do you feel a chill through your body as you slumber, Mr. Anderson? Again, perhaps not in the way you think, but quite often. I do not wish to think of you as of your slumber, Mr. Anderson. If, if the feeling you got from this figure was the opposite and and this figure was we believe part of the crew who stole the bracelet in the first place they if this is not the dragon or part of the dragon it seems to me that they'd be worth tracking down and speaking to yes Maybe he's under the streets and look for an opportunity for him to present himself. Well, um, I'm sure we can... We have an image, and we know that he had certain connections. We may well be able to find other people who knew him or, or know him and track him down ourselves. Something that Evangeline and I were talking about on the drive here, though, it's something that I've been toying with as, a, as an idea and I'd just like to run it past uh, you Peter and, and Tabitha and, and you again Evangeline just to see if there is anything that hints towards this possibly being the case the something about this just doesn't strike true for me and I'm not entirely convinced that the dragon we are dealing with is a singular creature is it at all possible that the dragon has been created by the accumulation of this horde is it possible that the dragon is some sort of construct is it possible that the, the, the people who embody the museum um, uh, the family and and the the people who work in the collection have become a quote unquote dragon. 
um, you, Evangeline, you said that you were feeling a compulsion towards some of the items in this collection. I did, yes. Why would you be... It, so if that implies to me that the objects themselves have power. Maybe the maybe where they were found was not a prison for that single man, but he was a warden for a prison for these for the horde. If the horde being released is what created the dragon, if if nobody knows about the horde, it has no value. But now that we have private in a private estate with the McCullochs, very few people would have been able to until now when everyone can. Does the yes, does the general public belief in the value and the, the wealth of these things create the monster? The Treasure itself is inherently magical. Everything around us. I do not, I could not tell if it was words, I could not tell if it was the, the magic itself. But as we wander down this train of thought, I can't help but wonder if that claustrophobic feeling of just innate magic suffocating around you in that place, if you open up to look at it, could be this force that is corrupting everyone or pulling from everybody who wishes to take from it, who, who looks upon this treasure and its new location. In history, we have seen whole nations get behind dark wills and dark thoughts. I think I have always seen there is always some kind of influence, some kind of catalyst that even if it is the horde, there must be some element of it some other fact that we have not discovered yet, which is driving it. I do not think just the will of people around it have become a dragon that way. We have seen far greater concentrations of people and thoughts in our lifetimes. If that were the case, we'd see many dark creatures and dark things occurring. I feel like this is a investigator mystery. You're doing a lot of very good chatting about it. I was just thinking, where can I help if there's anything I can help with? But I feel like if this is an investigative mystery, uh, I think Peter should roll it because I think Peter is hitting on a point there. Um, but if people, I would say, I mean, any one of you could choose to do a help out, but I'll let you choose who's going to do the help out. With this I'm not going to roll anything. <laughs> No. You're not good at, are you not cool? I'm not more than one person no, can help Tabitha, out. Tabitha's got to be cool. Yeah, I would say more than one person can help out as well. I'm you. zero. Yeah. So yeah. I'll roll with investigate mystery and we'll see how bad it is and people can help out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it happens. You're all talking about it. I'll let this big group investigate okay. mystery. Oh, 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 yes. I did not pass the investigative mystery. That was a help. six. I will help out as well. We just need a little bit more than a six. Okay, uh, I... Uh, I'm five. I got two sixes. So I got I a... You're at 12. I got a, I got a uh, 10 minus uh, 1, so a 9. Okay. Minus okay. 1, so that's a 2. So Tabitha exposes herself to trouble or danger 
Evangeline exposes herself to trouble or danger. No, 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 uh, actually, 11. I got 11. Oh, that's child, fine then. Okay, 11. Two sixes are actually. You're fine. Sorry, you're fine. Um, and Vera um, helps, but it also exposes herself to trouble or danger. Okay. I'll bring that in in a little bit, I think. <laughs> when, when and that takes us up to six. That takes us up to eight, then. Takes us up to eight. Is so. that still classed as a failure for me? No, because you, no, you... On my, ex- on my experience thingy, because I rolled under um, six. I don't think so. I, I think sure. if you get the... You I get pluses, so. I don't think it... I, I think you, you succeed on it, so because of the help. Perfect. I do fine. Thank you, everyone. So you got an eight then, so you get to hold one. Um, so whichever one there you want to ask. Now, as we did this together, does anyone else have a, have a view? Well, when... I believe this was something that Tabitha told us was that dragons are hurt when their hordes, or at least they are made vulnerable by mm-hmm. the loss of we their know hordes. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we have an idea as to what can hurt it. Um, I think we know what sort of creature it is. I think. I think. Yeah, I don't want to get it at all. Well, we're trying to find where it is, right? Where does it go? Where does it go? Where does it go is a good one. This is the only question we haven't really asked. Where is it? How does it move around? Where does it go? It's a a dragon in the city. But I would say the conversation we were having was very much around what happened here. It was a conversation around what do we think? How is this manifesting itself? How is this coming to be? Mm -hmm. So I would say that feels contextually to our conversation more around what's going on rather than where is it? Because I don't think we have any clues where it is. Yeah, no, the the where is it is a a big question mark, but I think your discussion was more about what what happened here in this moment. Um, So to Peter's point, what he was asked, he was talking about before, why you know, the, the the hoard was there. It was in the McCullough collection for a while. Like this museum has not just come about in the last two, like couple of weeks. Like this has been around for a little while. People have been able to come and see this collection. Um, there is a question of a couple of months ago, things started to go strange in the building. So uh, a couple of months ago, that's when the curator started letting members of staff go for no reason but they had, the curator's been there for a while the uh, treasure's been there for a while um but only two months ago things started going wrong and things started to get tense there so there is a question of something happened two months ago that has spurred whatever magic within this treasure whatever magic is within this treasure to become more powerful, to become more potent. And it may not be something which is necessarily important now, but it is something which is important to remember perhaps for the future that something happened two months ago, which made this, and it wasn't the robbery, the robbery is something separate. Um, Um, Thinking of that timeline though, uh, connected to... um, our investigations and the idea we got from Knock Hill Farm that um, things were waking up. Is that 
Two we months connected ago. kind of to Couple, two months ago. Um, about two months ago. Laura's. It was about two months ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Both nice. Cool. Laura's dreams started about two months ago, and the curator yes. started letting people go about two months ago as well. So it's his 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 possessive nature over the horde. Mm, sort of, he may not have had a possessive nature over the horde before that, but two months ago something happened which spurred it on something. i think we i think we should this might be extreme but i think we should find where the curator lives i think we should watch the curator follow them and find out who they interact with i think the curator they may not be a dragon but they are definitely connected with it and being influenced by it somehow yes um I think what we need to think about is something was stolen from the Horde and actually we know that that kind of thing injures the dragon and therefore the dragon is, and it was very specific, Just there was that just one bracelet missing and if you'd gone through the trouble of breaking in, you would have at least scooped up some other stuff. So whoever asked David and his friends to steal that possibly had in mind injuring the dragon oh I think the other things were stolen and I think they were returned the boxes had evidence multiple locations of things being taken but the items weren't the items weren't missing but the boxes showed tampering in many places so maybe the dragon or somebody was been able to retrieve some of the items. Am I reading that correctly, Danny? Yes. Or am I not? Yeah, you are. Okay. Yeah. Well, it seemed that the dragon once it had its way with every everyone of the party apart from the aliveness of Donnelly. Okay, he's it may have returned all of its items. Still, back. it hurt him, and now they're well, back together. So. I believe. I believe we need to. Go to the, the the park and investigate it uh, in the maybe in the morning, and uh, perhaps steal a moment to see if we can observe the, the night that happened before. We, if we wanted to be more direct, we could we could simply try to rob the museum and take some of the items ourselves and draw the creature out. Yes. I had made a tactical assessment of the building. It is extremely difficult to get into or out of without destruction to the property. Um, I thought that was sort of your specialty, Evangeline. Could you see no entrances or exits? There are, there are none. The, perhaps this is... Um, it was very, very distracting, though. Um, there, are, there are more magical ways to translocate through spaces and... Um, but the mundane arts, which I find to be a lot more enjoyable for this sort of escapade, I do not think many will be able to get us into that building. Something tells me that, Peter, you would probably be able to convince the curator to open some doors for us if we needed. We could do it with anybody. There's when you were talking about. When you talked about the museum being, as a museum, is the horde itself creating the dragon? My first thought was, well, we should destroy the horde. Um, 
dark items, dark things of power like that sometimes need to be stopped. But there was one strange thing. Who was the woman you were talking to, Evangeline? Oh, a most beautiful reporter by the name of Caitlin. She she believes that this should be returned to whence it came from, scattered back, the hoard redistributed amongst the places it was collected from, dating all the way back to its the origins of every person that has accumulated and taken from it. Oh. That it should lay here in this museum. That would be unheard of. Imagine an institution like the British Library giving back all of the items they have picked up across the world. That would be unheard of. What would we fill our museums with? Peter, I'm going to give you a little bit more from your investigator mystery earlier on. You're asking what happened here, what instigated things. And there is a the vague two months ago, you're not sure. And I feel a bit bad about giving you a vague answer to it. So I'll give you a bit more of a specific. Um, you know that something must have instigated this to escalate to the David Donnelly and his compatriots being uh, killed by whatever this creature was. And in that moment, as you're talking to Evangeline, you realize that what instigated them their deaths was them threatening the treasure being taken away. If a creature would consider them taking away the treasure as a threat to the treasure, you also realize that perhaps a reporter writing about the treasure yes. being taken away would also be considered a threat. Um, I have just had a very sudden realization. Um, where is the young woman? She is obviously a threat to the dragon and the horde. And he will, will go into a little bit more detail with with the rest of that to kind of. So obviously, she is staying in this hotel. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, she throws um, away from where we are right now. I. I really wish that we could sleep, but I feel like we need to check that she is okay. Allow me, and if she is, I will place a ward upon her door so that slumber may be at least restful for all of us. You, I'm afraid I don't feel, Evangeline, that you should go on your own. You've, you've shown yourself to be quite weak-willed of mind when it comes to these types of creatures. I'll go with that. Oh, shade. So I'll protect shade. her. <laughs> thank, thank you, Tabitha. I don't know how my weak will would have survived without I you. I know. Well, you won't need to find out because I'm here. You are, are such a great help, Tabitha. If, if she has been writing for the past two months, though, about the, the ethics of these items being here, why, why would it not have moved on her two months ago? She's about to publish her work. Oh, she has not yet published. She's about to. I see. Uh, make haste, I call please. In her final edits. It's, it sounds like it's going to be a most riveting read. I look forward to serving it out and starting an archive. Is there... Own. Would it be... I mean, we could potentially help 
if a good way of destroying the horde would be to see her work carried out and public opinion change. I mean, we probably don't really have the time to be here for such a long, drawn-out public um, opinion campaign, but... But when we started the ball rolling, it might be able to create its own momentum. So that's... Yeah, maybe just one thing. Perhaps we should, once we have, well, perhaps one thing we should do is try and locate somewhere, something from this archive that could be, and where it could be returned to. Legitimately. And perhaps, See what effects that has on... If we were then able to convince a world that this would be a wonderful thing. There must be some story that could, could, could be used. Perhaps, perhaps that chap that works for you could look into that for us. Yeah, I guess. Oh yes. yeah, Angus is still going to Glasgow. He's going to be here soon. <laughs> he's, he's, he is. Angus will be here very shortly with with our books on lizards and dragons that you you unfortunately failed to bring. But I will send when we send him back to Edinburgh. I'm sure he'll be able to look through the archives and discover something. Okay. Well, you. I feel like we wasted time there. I feel like you and Tabitha should check that the location is safe. Would you would you like me to go around the outside of the building, perhaps with Vera? Perhaps it is extremely dangerous to be at um, your, your lessened state of tide and exhaustion. And perhaps just a simple knock and a simple ward is all we can afford before the morrow. I think you should go outside. What, Vera? What, what, what danger could come from a stroll around the building? It's if we are in danger um, here, we are in danger just outside. And I was going to share this: is it a building or is it's it is it a terrace? Because if it's a terrace that has a hold, then I'm like, well, that's a bit shit. Uh, so no, I'd, just, I'd, I'd say it's a building. I'd say it's a building. Yeah, okay. building as long as it's a building, my view is, yeah, we'll 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 go for a wander. Okay, so Peter and Vera are going for a wonder. Um, Tabitha and Evangeline, what were you going to do? We're going to check on Caitlin. Going to find Caitlin. Yes. Um, you don't know the room Caitlin's in, but I'll say that you could go to the front desk, and if you are guests at the hotel, you could, uh, if you're going to try and get up, you could try to do a manipulate somebody on the yeah, front desk. I, 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 will, I will, I will, I will say, um, I am. I have information for the story she's writing, and we, 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 I just didn't give her everything when we, we last met, and she's about to publish, and I really need her to know everything before she does. The, the sort of uh, very uh, proper-looking gentleman behind the counter goes, I will. That's all fine. Can you please roll manipulate something? Yes, I'd like perhaps even just a message to her room. I just lurk behind not gonna that's a seven seven that's um, okay you're here to help her with her writing is it exactly exactly well if you can just give me some identification to say that you're from the same paper as she is well we are not up and i will i will hold that my card and it will say archivist evangeline fox Thorn investigations just very beautifully gilded handwriting. So he, just, he looks at them. Hmm. 
Aye, well, I don't know much about papers, but I'll if they have, they normally have. My, I assume they have archives somewhere. Um, and he tells you where the room is. I'll let you get away, but that was good. And I like the fact that Evangeline has had um, business cards. Yeah, made. I remember my business cards. <laughs> Nobody business cards. Uh, Evangeline does. Know, she, she's she's she is definitely <laughs> is definitely her penmanship on them. She has taken the time. There's a good like ten or twelve in her and and her collection. <laughs> she has. Um, so you should use a Can I have this? <laughs> oh, of course. And if you ever hear of anything, anything at all, just she says she drops like a correspondence and a correspondence. Oh, please do not hesitate. Um, and he he sort of tucks it into his coat pocket. Um, and uh, he gives you the room she is on. It's it's quite a tall building. She's not on the top floor. She's sort of middling floor um, of this hotel. Um, <laughs> I say probably I'll say sixth floor um of a ten floor <laughs> building. I guess it's it's tall, it's just a middle. Um as as we're kind of heading up, I'm just gonna just say to Tabitha and say, just worry, Tabitha, not 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 every eligible gentleman will be the next Mr. Lane Fox. Well, That's, he's gonna is... be calling you up when he is anything. <laughs> like, you know, when his mum tells him about what she has for dinner, he's gonna give you a call and let you know. You're very broad yes. in your request to I find, it is, I find, as you have noticed, this is the best way to encourage gentlemen to assist us. I don't want to encourage any gentleman. When you get to her floor, smile. you get to the floor that you know that uh, Caitlin Kelly is staying on and you make your way over to her room. At the same time, uh, Vera and Peter, you are outside walking around the hotel trying to find something. You get around the back of the hotel, which is sort of like a alleyway between a lot of buildings, sort of wide alley. Um, and as you make your way around to this part of the hotel, it's getting into the evening, lampposts are starting to light be lit, and uh, this part of the city is fairly dark, but you know, there's street lamp light is able to reach this part the, the alleyway but there isn't any actual light in this alleyway and as you look up to the building um it's odd but peter you see a shift in the shadows around the top of this building and it catches your eye as something seems to curl and crawl over the side of the building moving its way down um avoiding where the windows are so snaking its way down you see where there is light shining out from various windows in this hotel and it makes its way down and Vera, it takes you a while to spot this as well. Um, if Peter points it out straight away, Vera, you can't make it out quite, but only when Peter starts pointing out exactly where it is, Vera, you start being able to see it as well. And it makes its way down to a particular floor, and Peter, you see its eyes, its deep orange eyes, as it's looking, looking like it's smelling trying to sense something. Well, keeping his eyes on it, Peter will say to Vera, 
are we making a commotion to scare it away? Or are we quietly going inside and hoping it hasn't seen us? How big is this thing? Really big. It's very big. It's about the size of the what you can see. It's about the size of a um about the size of your <laughs> van. In oh. It's quite big. It is quite big. Good <laughs> Lord, I don't think we should draw attention to ourselves, Peter. Like to read a bad situation, please. Yes, this situation is really bad. Yep. Give me a bad situation. I you think can both do it if you want to. Yeah. 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 Or if you want to, help I might just roll a straight up seven. Okay, so you get the whole uh, one. Eleven. Okay, so three. you get to hold three. Tell you what, you go for yours first, Vera, and I'll. Fill in the final gap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, well, if it's sniffing, I think it's it's seeking its its item, which we have, which is not terribly far away. We might well stink of it. Um. Ooh, I feel like I know what the biggest threat is. <laughs> um, with this creature. Does it look like it has, uh, as I'm just trying to study it as best as I can in, in the dim darkness in which it is um, shrouded, does it seem to have any sort of vulnerability? From where you are just now, you can't see anything on it that would indicate a vulnerability to you. Um just uh, just from where you are just now, I mean, it's large, so I guess it's vulnerable to potentially, I mean, it, it's, it's a wide area to shoot at or to make an attack at. It's not like it's a small thing to shoot at. Um, uh, I would say it does seem to have wings, but it is holding on to the building just now. So okay. if you were to potentially make it fall it might not be able to get its wings out in time there's a chance that it's clutching onto the building just now so you could catch unawares okay um and what would be i mean i I feel like the best way to protect the victims is to not attract this thing's attention but um that's the question that i'm going to ask second what's best way to protect the victim uh, no, you realise you're not. not. Ooh, um, yes. Because what's, it what's finds it looking. At? Where is it, looking? It, it finds a window. You forgot. <laughs> oh no! And it's sort of it's it's as it's crawling down, it finds a window, and like its body sort of twists. So it's instead of facing down towards it, it's underneath the window, and it sort of pulls its claws up and faces directly into it. So and and what what's the best way of protecting the people who yeah, are? I'm definitely I would have done. I'm going to do something before anything goes in that building. If to questions, what, I'm moving up before that. The best way to do it uh, is to stop it, break getting into that window. Find some way of stopping it from getting into the window, doing what it's doing just now. And you've got one more. Hold, you've got one more. I think. Yeah. Um, is there anything about it that we haven't noticed yet? Is this dragon the only threat? Um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? You, which I suppose could be dangerous things about the, the dragon as well. 
You are looking up at the dragon and you are glancing around to see if there's um, perhaps a, a way up, perhaps something to, you can do in this moment to stop it. And for a moment on the street where the lamps are and there's a bit more light, a figure is standing and staring at you. And this is a gaunt looking man, tall with ragged hair and ragged clothes. And for a moment, he cracks a smile. And then the crowd passes and he sort of turns and walks out of view from where you can see. And so there is a, potentially another danger there. Oh dear, okay. Uh, that's my three. And Peter, what's your read about situation? Mine's going to be... What's my best way out of here when it's chasing us? Um, as he then does, he's then going to do something. So what's our best way out? Your best way chasing. out as it's chasing you. Okay, so um, best way out would probably be somewhere that you can, somewhere potentially smaller that it cannot get to. The best place for you to be is the oubliette. Because you know that this thing can't trap. That's far. That's from that's. Me, that's no, the the van but, but, isn't too far away. It's the, the I'm, I'm assuming our, our friends are inside the building. Yeah, so the, the friends are inside the building. Yeah, somewhere so, somewhere where this thing cannot get to. It's it's. You can see that it's it's so big that it has to be outside this building to try to get in. If you could find somewhere that is not easily accessible through windows or other big entrances, it would not be able to necessarily get to you because it's too big. So. I'd like to then use some magic. Yeah. And I want to um, do something beyond human limitations. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I want to see if I can make, um, right on the window it's on, I want to make an incredibly loud mini, like, magical explosion to blow out the window and make a shit ton of noise. Okay. I love that. So roll use magic. Like and and as I do it, I will shout really fucking loudly with vigor of going <laughs> run so it's clear where it's come from. Whoa, we're rolling, but this has a modifier, so nine. <laughs> okay, it works imperfectly. So your effect is that you are doing what from that selection that's there? And um, so the it's beyond human limitations. Mm, yeah. And the glitch is well, I'm I'm because it kind of I feel like this is um, now I want attention. So it's not fair to say the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention because I want the attention and it's yeah. welcomed. Mm -hmm. So I will go. I'm going to go for my classic. It's a problem. I think this has a problematic. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely. Um. Which I'm happy, so I'm, I was equally happy to take one harm. So I'm happy between the two of those to go either some harm or problematic side effect. Okay, okay. You take one harm, problematic side effect. Okay. Um, you, okay, well, what we'll do, cycling back a little bit. Tabitha and Evangeline, you are on the correct floor to find uh, Caitlin Kelly. You go to where her room is and uh, knock on the door. Um, a moment or two later, 
the door opens and you see a slightly uh, disheveled uh, Caitlin opens the door. Um, most of her clothes from when she was out at the museum have changed into more comfortable gears. You know, just a dressed down version of what she was wearing earlier on. Uh, and she looks at you, Evangeline, and says, Oh, um, it's you. And you've brought us a friend. I, I, this is, she sort of holds the door like, half open. This is Miss Thorne. Um, I nice. just thought I would I would come at this. There was a couple of things I noticed there that I didn't really wish to share in a guy who never knew who could be listening. Oh, if you do you want to come in? I mean, I just don't wish to be in a position I do and since it's very late, but I know you were finalizing your article and I hope what we could discuss with you might be able to um might be of interest to that. Look, I, I I appreciate you coming all this coming to see me, but I mean I'm I can't leave what I'm, my work just now. You know, I'm on I'm on a deadline. Uh and she's but if you want to come in and she, she opens the door uh, to allow you to come in. Um, you can feel free and Evangeline as she opens the door. I was wondering, my dear. <laughs> you see through that she has a sort of um sheer blinds a sheer uh, wind, uh, sort of curtains that go across the window and for a moment you see nothing beyond like just darkness beyond these sheer curtains and then you see faint orange glow peering through and then the window explodes <laughs> a shatter of glass as you hear Peter's voice saying run and in that moment fire Fills the room. Oh. Um, and as it does, I'm going to use my combat. Ma- can I use my combat magic to create a solid wall of light? The hand hand literally comes out and like a wall, almost egg like dragon egg shape, probably because that's where her mind is right now. We'll just <laughs> circle the three of us, trying mm-hmm. to uh, try to kind of see ourselves from the fire. Yeah, absolutely. So the fire as it dangerous boom, part facing outwards spills in like water rushing into the room from whatever this creature is outside. Uh, Peter, I'm gonna say the the, the problem there wasn't much of a problematic side effect that I could think of for this, except for you know what I actually oh, did. Just you, you, you expl- the window explodes. I mean, that wasn't you doing that, but your magic that you made to explode the window um you can see the the dragon has spilled fire into this room but your destructive magic on the window itself has caused the rub the stone around the window to start to crumble and crack as well so there is more structural damage that you've done to the to the hotel and to this room so Fire spills into the room and it rushes towards Evangeline, Tabitha and Caitlin standing in the doorway. Evangeline, you throw up your weave. Who are you protecting? Um, I'm just trying to create a barrier of us and the dragon completely. Can it, create, so it creates a wall yeah. which um, reduces, it, create, it increases our, all of our armor by, by one. By one. <laughs> Okay. So try to just like limiting the harm as best as possible. Yeah, absolutely. So uh as the fire it you create this wall, this sort of egg shape uh, in front of you, and the fire sort of, sort of 
spills over the side, burning the walls, and you see this scorching. It's like almost immediately the walls turn black and start to burn in this room. And um, you, because you have one armor, you all take two harm from this. As the fire is still able to get through, as you put your hand up, you can still feel this intense heat through your magic, burning the palm of your hand going up your arm as the dragon's fire pours over you. Thank you.